0: What up, what up, what up? Five weeks in, we're back again. Now this week, we don't actually have a reseller. We have an investor, a Pokemon card investor. Yes, that's right. Something a little different. We got uh DJ in for a bit of a chat. DJ has a YouTube channel and he talks all about Pokemon card collecting, investing, a little bit about flipping. But uh, we wanted to get him in and try and just pr- pry into the world of uh, Pokemon cards because it's Absolutely mental, it tends to have spikes every couple of years and this year has been absolutely phenomenal. So if you want to learn a little bit about Pokemon cards, this is my chat with DJ. Now you can watch this on my YouTube channel at Diary of a Flipper or you can just simply listen it here on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. So I'm going to get straight into this. This is my chat with DJ, the Pokemon card investor. What's going on, Coco? We're on for episode number five. Number five, and we've got a fresh face in, someone that's probably not too familiar with everyone in the community, Um, but I'm really excited to chat to him, so I'm going to bring him straight on because we have a heap to pump through tonight. DJ, how are you, brother?
1: Yeah, Yeah, good. How are
0: you? How's everyone?
1: I'm great. It's it's good to
0: see you on here because... we're going to be talking a bit of pokemon as people have probably noticed with the thumbnail this week and uh it's not something that within our community gets talked about a lot we're all aware of it there's resellers that i know that do a bit of this stuff but um look it's it's not something that gets talked about a lot so ready to fire a few questions in here and uh see how we go so uh from Two Aussie Thrifters, has dropped your link in there. So it's also in the description if you are watching back. Make sure and go over and give this man a sub because uh, you can learn a lot, not just investing, flipping, all sorts of Pokemon stuff. Um, He's nearly at 800 subs too. So if you can swing over there and uh, give him a sub, get him over 800 tonight, we'll
1: do our best. Thanks, guys. You don't have to, but so.
0: Do it. Get over and give him a sub. (laughs) I want to get straight into it, mate. I want to learn a little bit about you first. Before we start actually talking about the cards, Um, I'd love to learn a little bit about you. So how about a quick introduction and uh, tell the chat exactly who is DJ?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm DJ. I'm 30. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, There's not many Pokemon YouTubers in Australia, Melbourne, so obviously it's a little bit I'm by myself a little bit. But uh, I've been doing it since last year and uh, about a year and a half, uh, YouTube for Pokemon, uh, started off just unboxing and stuff like that. Um, the very common thing that, you know, was Pokemon back in the day where people just open up packs and they just show what's up. Uh, and then I, I've started moving on to buying and holding and investing and holding onto products. And then, uh, I've done some sales myself, but, uh, I, I'd classify myself more of a collector than anything. That's where I started off. And then, um, it's the same with a lot of other people as well. They started collecting, they just bought the stuff that they liked and then all of a sudden the, the cards started booming again just like it was in the 90s and the values were going up and people were selling them for double, triple and all that and it just snowballed from there. Uh, for me as well, uh, most of my videos are are all about informational uh, about Pokemon, about investing and in, in, like you said, flipping and... Uh, even scalping a little bit as well. But, uh, yeah, I I started a year and a half ago. Uh, I collected uh, when I was a kid, just like many others, and then, you know, kind of got lost and then came back maybe three or four years ago. So um, I think definitely if you were to uh, go into Pokemon and flip and sell and stuff, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, just being in the hobby, being engaged in it. To, to do it really well, but that's not to say that, you know, somebody can't just come in today and, and start doing it if if they know a little bit about it. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. Um, yeah. I, I've kind of uh, enjoyed YouTube a lot. Um, I, I do it mainly for fun. So I, I, am not really looking to, um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, of course everyone loves to grow on YouTube and stuff, but you know, I've, I like Pokemon. I like what I do. Uh, so it's, I'll do it for free, you know. I'm happy to join here as well. This is really, uh, really cool of, um, of you to ask me to come here. Uh, I love to share and talk and stuff. So, yeah, thank, thanks for having me on as well. So
0: I appreciate you coming on, mate, because uh, this is definitely something I, uh, I've i been looking into myself, and that's not just from a personal side of view as a reseller. As a, I have different collections throughout my house everywhere of many different things. Um, I collected Pokemon as a kid too. I used to love it when I was a child. My mum sold. My, oh, gave my, most of mine to the op shop, so someone like me probably would have picked them up and unsold mm. them or whatever. But uh, before we get fully into it, I've got a funny story and you're going to appreciate this one because cool. um, just recently my parents have been renovating their bathroom and we were around there for dinner and my dad gave my son, who's two years old, this Pokemon card. And he said he found it behind the skirting board when he's ripped it off. Uh, And my young bloke likes his Pokemon cards. I buy them for him. So what I do with his cards, um, and I'll I'll get your opinion on this, I'll buy just whatever packs I can get at Kmart. He's two, so they're going to get damaged. I take the holos out and give him the rest and I put them in the cupboard. So if they sit in the cupboard for 30 years, I hope maybe it'll have the same effect and uh, they might be worth something when he's my age. But um, anyway, Dad's pulled out this uh, Pokemon card from the skirting board and it was a base set 99 hollow Gyarados sitting behind the skirting board still in good condition. So um, there you go. I didn't quite lose all my Pokemon cards. There was one still sitting there. Um, So we'll go back to you. You said you were into the game young and then you didn't get back until about three years ago. What drew Mm -hmm. you back to collecting again?
1: Well, actually, there was a big Pokemon boom in 2016. Uh, There was Pokemon Go that just came out and everybody, a lot of people were coming back in at that time. Uh, They also released a set called Evolutions, which was a set that was kind of dropped out, I think. You're all good? Uh, computer did something. Can you still see me or not? Nah? Yeah, I can you still hear you. You can hear me, but you can't see me. I can say and hear you. Oh, I can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I can, sorry, computer. Um, so it was, <laughs> was kind of like a, a base set reprint. So it had the artworks of the original set. So a lot of people that drew me back in, but also drew a lot of a lot of people in. Um, but yeah, I just remembered, like, like you said, like when I was growing up, not having cards or having cards and, um, I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy some, I'll I'll see what they look like now. And yeah, I, and then I just didn't stop. I just kept going. And, um, yeah, I think it drew a lot of people in, like when they released stuff like that, like Pokemon Go, people are still playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never played to be honest, but. Yeah, like I got a lot of uh, on my Facebook sponsors and, uh, you know, just links showing this and that. And then I'd be like, oh, what's this? And I clicked it and then it's like Pokemon. I'm like, oh, I remember that. And then it just just snowballed from there. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's
0: it's a, a massive market. I actually put out a video of things that I sold um, last week. And one thing that I've actually been doing is picking up the figures that they sell in Kmart and Target and stuff like that—they're ten bucks each—and I put two or three. So basically, I put the the uh, base three Pokemon together, which is your um, Char Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. Squirtle, and put those guys together, and I can turn an initial investment of thirty dollars usually into sixty to eighty bucks every week. So I've been enjoying doing that. Um, yeah. The Pokemon cards, as such, I've been purchasing them. Um, but yeah, so much uh, for flipping. I haven't really done it. Um I'm gonna do a quick hello to the chat because we've got a few in there I'm excited to see DJ in here. So Charlie's in. Charlie's uh another reseller. She has just been doing a uh daily vlog, so it's very interesting, good to watch from the mumma's point of view. How do you get Pikachu on a train? A train. Pokemon. Captain <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hub Shop nerds in the house. Toby actually does get into the uh, Pokemon cards. I know him and his young bloke played a bit. Zach, we're flipping good stuff. Zach is the king of the curbside hustle. Uh, Pokemon is such an interesting topic. People go nuts. Absolutely.
1: They do. Yeah, they do go nuts. Go crazy. Uh,
0: bought a pack today and pulled a hollow V. Oh, cool. Not bad. Uh, That's good. Modern vintage vogues in the house. Recommerce Dave. We've just had a jump. I'm gonna go straight to the bottom. I've got Melbourne treasure hunters, Leanne, all the way from Ireland.
1: Wow, you know everyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the um the reselling community is a good one. We uh we do we communicate with Europe, the US. It's uh it's good. A lot of a lot of people uh know each other throughout it, so yeah, it's good. Um
1: so back on you, are you a single bloke or do you have a missus or? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm married. Uh, my daughter's asleep in the other room. And, um, yeah, she's like 11 months. So small family, uh, still growing, yeah. Uh, not a two-year-old like you or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, hoping for more and all that. I've got a dog as well. He's really cool, uh Samoyed yeah. dog, kind of like a wolf-like. Yeah. Yeah, I pretty much work six days a week and, it's like, ah. and then YouTube and you know how it is, the grind. Yeah, you know, the, the grind, grind,
0: absolutely. So yeah. does your partner, does she get into the craziness of Pokemon or does she just look at you and go, I don't want to borrow this?
1: Yeah, she, uh, it's actually very common. A lot of the guys that I that I know, they're a similar age of me, like me and the wives are yeah, a little bit little bit like that with that because you know you're spending so much on certain cards and uh, you just don't really know unless even with all the research you do and stuff sometimes it's all risk you know at the end of the day if you're because what i do is i like to hold stuff i like to like you know i don't really flip as much like you said but um yeah a lot of the holding you know is just having that money sitting there it's like what are you doing with that kind of thing so yeah, um, my wife's pretty supportive uh, as long as I stick to a budget of some sort, you know, and uh, which I tend to do. And, uh, yeah, as long as she gets most of the money that I get, so then we're, we're all sweet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so your little one, do you think about her most of the time when you're investing? Does a lot of stuff get a, get put away for 20, 30 years' time?
1: Yeah, Um Actually, yeah, one of my first videos was, like, I wasn't going to sell anything at all. I was just going to hold on to everything, and then I'm just going to leave it for her or for, you know, the other kids that might pop up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I do plan for that. Like, a lot of the stuff I will probably have um, trouble selling because I'm attached to certain products, um, and that that could be the an issue with the collectible for pokemon if if you are like a huge fan of it and like selling it would be a bit of a struggle which you know sometimes i i struggle with as well but then there's things that i would buy specifically that i would like have no trouble selling i i would i wouldn't mind selling um i try to spend within my means so like i wouldn't have to sell anything that i bought in in that sense so um then I can leave stuff for the future and for for the little ones and stuff uh, that that's the reason why a lot of the reason why I, I buy a lot of the um, the vintage kind of cards that hold value and stuff so yep. yeah
0: yeah when you talk about the vintage cards the um they're the ones that are kind of booming at the minute the original sort of sets and everything do you still see room for the market to move up in that stuff is that still progressively going up? Or is there going to be some sort of crash at some point?
1: Well, uh, I don't think there will be a crash uh, simply because of uh, the rarity and the scarcity of some of these things. Like some of the cards that are gone up, are, they've gone up for certain reasons. Like they're really – you can't find them anymore or there's only two in the world or, you know, they got a low pop, uh, pop report population. Uh, but – like, I don't see a price drop, but I could see a slowing down. Like, They've grew really fast, real quick in 2020 during this corona uh, period. Like Pokemon's been just going off the charts. Things were doubling in price, tripling in price. And like you said, there's a lot of people that kind of think, oh, maybe we're in a bubble, maybe it's just gonna, you know, explode soon and just you know, um, but I think for the vintage stuff, they're more safe than anything else when it comes to Pokemon. Um, room to grow. I think there's always room to grow, but how fast is it going to be? I don't think it's going to be as fast as it's been in the last couple of months. There's a lot of cards that, like I said, tripled in value. I don't think that's just going to keep tripling and tripling and tripling. Like eventually, it's going to slow when um, the market kind of corrects itself. But you know, for me, I wouldn't buy anything uh, vintage to invest in like a lot of the vintage stuff I've invested in is because I, that's for me, it's like a collectible, like I I collected it. So, um, and and at the same time, because that card, uh, is kind of sought after and it's valuable and there's a bit of a demand for it. The value does go up, but if it didn't go up for me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care about it because I bought it for me. I I bought it because I, I liked it. Um, and I guess that's where the conflicting mindset is with the in, the whole investing and the collecting. Cause when you're a collector, it's like, you know, values and money and stuff. It's like, well, you know, everyone's got a price. It's just like, well, I, I'm willing to pay that price for a certain product and uh, I'm happy to do that. But if you, if I switch on my like investor hat or my flipping hat, then I probably wouldn't, you know, I'd probably focus on more of the modern stuff, which a lot of people are doing. And I think, you know, um, if, if you want to flip and if you wanted to uh, just resell a lot, I think modern is so much easier to, to do that. Um, and I guess in a, in a way, it's a little bit safer and quicker as well. So I know plenty of people who do that and just make a ton of like, if, if they got the capital to start off with and they know what to buy, they know what products to buy, then they can really double, triple their money real quick. So um, yeah. that's what I would be doing if I was, Purely just, uh, you know, looking into that kind of game. But like I said, um, the collector is, you know, (laughs)
0: yeah. I I know that feeling. Not from the cards as well. Some cards as well. Um, not Pokemon cards, but uh, just other things in general. Uh, I'm exactly the same mindset. So, um, we have got a couple of questions in the chat. Um, just catch up. A couple of people come in. We got. Logo Princeps, nostalgic Nolan from Instagram. Scotty's in. Scotty is a big card nut. He's uh, a lot in the sports cards and stuff as well. So he has got some good card knowledge. Rack Raiders are in the house. What's going on, guys? Uh, no crash for base sets. Base set, base set, yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. Question, did you? <laughs> I didn't see that last question? Something. But uh you, you know, collect
0: other pokemon items or just the
1: cards Uh yeah i just do the cards mainly uh i did have a pokemon toy uh that i wasn't really into it was quite a valuable one as well um but i had trouble selling that to be honest like um it was hard to sell but like, that's not really my uh kind of area so maybe you like you were saying you you sold three toys like like that so Maybe yeah. if I gave you the toy, you would have sold it really quick. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's, I suppose it depends on what it is. But like you said, there's been a spike from COVID. And I've found that as a flipper and also as a collector, uh, mm. COVID has been amazing for people like us that it do has. flip products because a yeah. lot of people have been sitting at home with government money and they're getting into collecting, whether it be Pokemon cards, NBA cards, footy cards, or something completely different. Mm-hmm. Collecting markets have just, boosted everywhere um which is you did drop on that and that has helped boost the pokemon card market um is it at sort of a bit of a low point now with especially australia opening back up has it crashed a little bit has there been a bit of a decline in pricing or
1: i actually predicted that there would be a drop early on and i was totally off and uh i think you know uh Australia opening up, people already. It kind of like like I said, it kind of brought people back, and now that they're open opening up, like the stores are opening up, people are actually going out to the to the shops and buying it, like instead of doing online and stuff. So I don't I don't think it's dropping, uh, and I don't predict it to drop. Um, there's a lot of big influencers right now in Pokemon that are just uh, hyping it up even more and just like really. Making it even stronger, that you know, I don't really see this, this slowing down. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, like Logic, uh, Logic, a rapper, uh, he's a famous rapper, he bought like a Charizard for like 200,000 recently. I did, yeah, and yes, yeah, and there's like Logan Paul, big YouTuber, you know, he spent like a whole fortune on Pokemon stuff, and it's just spreading like the awareness is crazy right now, like with social media and stuff. I think it's just uh even stronger than the, than it was in the 90s like it, the awareness is just so strong um yeah. like with places opening up i think you yeah, know, obviously i'm happy for that you know but i don't see that the market's going to go back to what it was a couple months ago which i wish it would because then i'd just buy everything but and that would be the same for a lot of other people if if prices drop right now so much so many of us would just be like all right let's just buy this buy this buy this because it's all yeah. cheap but i don't i don't see that's going to happen no yeah Yeah,
0: when you mentioned sort of the notable YouTubers and that talking about the cards, that was actually going to be a question that I did have because uh, I've noticed the same thing. I. I heard about that logan paul another one uh gary v who a lot of our community is yeah. familiar with because mm-hmm. he did a lot of uh videos on what we do so a lot of people kind of follow him and i know from watching some of his videos he's kind of also pumped the sports cards but he did talk about pokemon and he's had people on there uh, i know that poker revs he's quite a big yeah. channel in your community and yes, um he, I yeah. he got him on and yeah they had a chat about it so um I personally feel like that's had an effect on cards because yeah. I do a lot of sports cards myself, um, mostly Australian rules, which is only a market for us typically in Australia. Whereas other cards right. is without the world. So, um, yeah. but it's even it's even had a boost on that the COVID effect. I think the YouTube effect as well has actually pushed that market too because I've seen the prices go nuts. And while I asked the previous question on a bit of a drop and if you get them, because at the moment the AFL card market's not as much as normal but in a bit of a drop. So Mm. now for me it's a perfect time to buy. I'm poaching um, cards, you know, on eBay at the moment, on Facebook for the build-up for next year. And something I like to do when it comes to sport, I'll basically invest, but it's a short-term investment. I'll pick up players that Mm. I think... Are going to be good i'll try and get certain cards of them or car- uh, cards of players that were maybe injured this season just going on and i think yeah. they're going to have an impressive season upcoming so then their prices will boost again the negatives in sports cards is i could buy a whole heap of cards of the one player and he could break his leg and be out for two years simple as mm. that and the value is gone pokemon doesn't really have that is there an influence in the cards, does it relate to the show? Does it relate to the games that are coming out? Um, I mean, if they release a new game, I know they've got on the Switch the Pikachu, and which is obviously one of the bigger ones, and Eevee, mm-hmm. does that mean them cards
1: boost because they've been released? Um, yes and no. I think... A lot of the people that are buying right now or buying the majority of the market are people like my age, people who are older. So they are going after the cards that they remind them of their childhood, nostalgia and stuff. So uh, the Pokemon that they like the best. So Charizard is obviously is meant to be the number one Pokemon to collect and invest in. And because it's the number one Pokemon that everybody remembers and wants, um, that was meant to be the, the Holy Grail, the best card. In the 90s when you were a kid if you had that you were like a god kind of thing so i mean yeah like so if they put a charizard in a new set right now that's just going to be so popular straight away even if it's just a, a standard charizard so people do chase um i guess like you said with with sports you go after the the big guys you know the guys that are popular and you know who are really good and that's kind of the same with pokemon but everyone's got a bit of a taste for who the favorite is like my favorite pokemon is primate but nobody know, knows who he is so like um and that's just my taste so i would buy a primate card but there's like i don't know 800 900 different pokemon right now so there's just so many options <laughs> and they're not real people like you said so they'll never get injured or they'll never have that kind of issue um there are you know with the games and stuff they sometimes promote certain pokemon like they they put certain Pokemon in the game but I think for the most part a lot of us know who we like and who we don't like you know what what Pokemon um sells if you go on Google you can just type in most popular like they got a ranking of like most searched up Pokemon and stuff so Charizard's up there Pikachu um those kind of cards tend to do really well in 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 value um I do collect uh, NBA cards as well or I've done some sales for NBA um so that that's the only sports thing that I have and I guess with with sports, with NBA, you know, I focus on the guys who are already done and dusted. I don't really um, do any of the new players. But I guess rookie cards, I don't know if they do rookie cards for AFL or, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do, yeah. So, yeah, they tend to do pretty well, the rookie cards. Um, I know sports is not really hugely my thing, but NBA is like my favourite sport. So that's the reason yeah. why I've got Michael Jordans and Kobe's and, you know, they're already proven, so you know they can't get injured now. And yeah, I yeah, totally different story, but yeah. Save as absolutely <laughs>
0: um, we were talking Charizard, so Toby has a question here. Thoughts on the Charizard Champions Path Elite Trainer Box hold for ages?
1: Uh you mean this thing? <laughs> <laughs> um hold for ages. Um it's already doubled in value since it came out, which is like two months ago or something. Like when I pre-ordered that box, it came out. Uh, by the time it arrived to my door, it was already double what I paid for it, like on the on the market. Um, you know, if you, if you want to do a, like something like that, that's a modern product. I was saying before, like that's really easy, quick flip money. Like if you wanted to do that uh, and if you had a lot of capital, you could have just bought a lot of that and just doubled your money, like just there and then Um, I'm going to hold mine for a while. I always I try not to tell people, you know, you should do this or you should do that. I think, you know, my opinion is just, you know, you got to do what you what you think is best. But uh, I think it will most Pokemon products like this. If you keep it sealed, they do rise in value. Um, If you bought it for retail price, it's they rarely ever drop below that. I think that product is popular. You know, people want that. And yeah, I think it, it will grow in value, but how much it's hard to say, you know, it's it's really hard to say there was a product released similar to this last year and that grew five to six times its amount in one year. So, you know, it was, it's a $600 box right now. It's called hidden fates. And they, you know, sold out really quick. This sold out really quick, very similar, uh, but, yeah, like I said, if you wanted to flip that, that's an easy flip. But if you want to hold it for ages, who knows the potential? I, I, I can see it going to $600 in the next year or two. But um, for forever, I don't know. Yeah. If the kids these, age, these days, if they're opening up this product right now and they remember it from their childhood and they want to chase that back in 20, 30 years' time, then, yeah, if you still have one at that time, then it could be quite valuable.
0: Absolutely. Uh, aside from WTC vintage cards, what is your favourite set?
1: Aside from that, mm, I don't really have one, to be honest. Uh, I do like the Sun and Moon era, which was uh, last year. I think it's better than Sword and Shield, but Sword and Shield is not finished yet, so they, they got plenty planned for that. Uh, but, yeah, for Wizards of the Coast, Watsy, you know, I, I was always a big fan of the Neo Genesis, the Neo series and stuff because that's um, the video games that I played, Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Crystal and Gold and stuff. So, um, yeah, it sounds like you, you, your people know what they're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know there is people within the community that uh, do get into this stuff. Um, it's probably within our community it's not spoken about on YouTube as such. Um mm. Well, I, that I'm aware of anyway. I haven't seen it within our small Australian community anyway. So um, yeah. I thought I'd get you on and pick your brain because I know there's a lot of people itching for the information and it's good to have an Aussie, Aussie on here talking uh, talking the cards
1: and someone that knows what they're doing. <laughs> so, it's, There's um, a lot of Americans and you know, investing's just got really big with Pokemon uh, recently. Oh, what's on your wish list to find? Uh, my wish list or...? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I'd say that would be direct to you. So what, Rebecca's asking, what is on
1: your wish list to find? Uh, Well, I, uh, there, I have found a few things on my wish list. There are certain Pokemon that I like, Lugia from New Year Genesis, uh, but they are way above my pay grade, so I can't, won't be buying them anytime soon. Um, yeah, unfortunately. But it is what it is, although the prices have skyrocketed and, a lot of uh, small collectors like myself or, you know, just like anybody else might not be able to pay for that, but yeah. what can you do? <laughs> uh, move on.
0: Uh, Scotty's saying there should be a great card set in Feb coming out.
1: There Maybe is. Least. Yeah, there is. Um, it's called Short and Shield 4.5, and uh, some of the cards have leaked for that already. Uh, some places in the UK have already sold out pre-orders, and um, I guess, you know, another you know, tip for flippers or, you know, people who want to make the quick buy and sell kind of thing. Um, so that's like that. If you can get in early and you can pre-order now before they sell out, then like it will be a very similar situation to this box here where I bought this and then by the time it ro- arrived to my house, it already doubled in value. And I think it will have the same effect on this new set because it's meant to be bigger and better than that and the previous one before that. Um, A a lot of predictions and a lot of cards have been released. So if if you wanted to get into that whole flipping stuff, I I suggest, you know, just uh, staying on top of what's coming out and what what's all the hype about, because people that's what people are going to buy. Anything that's collectible. That's usually what sells. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think I'll be buying a few boxes of those and uh, definitely <laughs> open one just for a bit of fun. We might even try and get you back and we might even do a uh, box opening and we'll get a couple of people from the community and uh, see yeah. if you can get the best cards one night because that would be a bit of fun. Uh, Strath asked, i find a few Pokemon cards. What tips to figure out if they're real or they're fake?
1: Ooh. Yeah, so I just actually dropped a video on this recently. There is a lot of fake cards coming out and a lot of scams, even some of the best people, like you said, Pokey Rev, he just um, lost out on $10,000. Cool. Don't know if I've dropped out or you've dropped out there. I'm not sure if it's me or you.
0: Yeah, was I, one of us froze out there. So uh, the chat, chat will soon tell us who dropped out then because uh, – I quite often go a bit robotic. We all, we're all good now, I think.
1: You're not moving. Can you see me moving and talking? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but your face is like statue. I'm fine. Fr- <laughs> no, that's all right. As long as you can hear me, that's all good. Um, oh, yeah. another, oh, something about fake cards. Um, yeah. If you have a real card and you have a, you know, and you're worried about another card is fake, I suggest just putting them together and looking at seeing the difference between the two. Um, but a lot of the time you can see if it's obvious. I mean, the ultimate test is to actually rip the fake card in half, but then that technically defeats the purpose because, you know, you just just destroyed a card and it might not be a fake, but you know sometimes (laughs) you put it up to the light and you can see through. Um, and sometimes the border of the card is, uh, just way off the font on the writing of the cards. Um, I always like to get another card and try to compare and see. And, you know, the comparison's got to be realistic. Or I always ask a second opinion if I'm ever not too sure. Because even some of the best, like I said, the uh, Poker Rev, he's got a huge channel, he's got 100,000 subs, and he just spent $10,000 on a box and they're all fake. So yeah, uh, that's a killer. Yeah. It's- uh,
0: look, Mom, Drew, and Sarah in the house. Sorry I'm late. I always to hear King, to hear some Pokemon. Yeah. And, uh, Drew does do a bit of basketball stuff. So um, he likes his cards. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you buy any Black Star promo stuff
1: or Japanese variants? Yeah. I've got a whole binder with Black Star promo, English stuff. Uh, I'm not really a Japanese collector, but the Japanese promos, they're more exclusive than the English ones and they tend to do really well in price if you get in early once again um, Japanese stuff their their print runs are a lot smaller and uh, they don't really tend to reprint so the whole reprinting of things and the, the supply can really affect prices so um, if you want to get into Japanese stuff there's some great Japanese promos that you can get that really do rise in value and hold their value because you can't get them again there's like a Christmas Day Pikachu and an Easter Pikachu that only came out one Easter in like two years ago. And the the price is just, you know, once they print like 100 copies, for example, they don't print any more than that. And then, yeah, it, that's just where it just drops. Japanese price. Uh, look, I'm not a huge fan of Japanese stuff, but, you know, I face the fact that Japanese cards can look better than English and also they hold value stronger sometimes but english cards are easier to sell if you're planning to resell and stuff there so many people collect english more than japanese so
0: yeah absolutely uh Aussie vhs thrifters in the house robbie hollywood good to see you mate uh hi how are you good to see you in hidden fates so good great set very low production run over here
1: yeah in australia like um we're actually far from everyone else. So (laughs) our supply is a lot lower than when you go overseas. So in a way, that's kind of good. Uh, Hidden Fates is meant to be the best modern set of all time until the set that comes out in February is meant to be better than that. It's predicted to be better than that. Uh, And that was the the box I was talking about that grew in value very quick. Um, And nobody has. So, well, some people do, but... They like to hold as well. There's a lot of people that like to hold this game. So,
0: yeah, uh, they're all saying it was you that dropped out, mate. So, sorry. That's all right. It had mate. I'm actually kind of relieved because normally it's me. Uh, well, some of the guys on screen <laughs> occasionally. Well, uh, tell us that uh, you're both upside down on my screen, Toby. Uh, Toby's probably had a few. Dropies. He's probably been on the beers tonight. That's why we're upside down. Um. Keen to hear your thoughts, experience with grading cards, which is actually something that I was going to move into next. Maybe some tips for people that find great raw cards that could do mental
1: with a good good grade. Yeah. Um, So with grading cards, there's two main reasons that you would grade a card. One is to actually just keep it safe or, like, maybe it's your favourite card and you just want to have it forever. So you want to just encapsulate it. The other point where everyone is pretty much doing it for is for the whole um, resale value and the just the value of the card overall. Uh, the difference between a raw card and a, a graded card can be so dramatic. So you could have a you know a raw card that's worth ten dollars, and then once you grade it, it could be worth a hundred. You know, um, granted, if it gets a good ten, uh, a good grade. So uh, I've got a. I use a middleman for my grading. So I send all my cards to a person and then he sends it off to get graded. And I find that the easiest way to do it. Um, if you want to grade your own cards, you got to go through a, a, quite a process. You got to actually have a an account with um, the two companies. There's PSA, there's Beckett. Those are the two reputable ones. Um, there's other companies out there, but they're a lot smaller and still upcoming. So, um PSA and Beckett are definitely the the top runners. They all, Beckett does mainly sports as well, and so, so does PSA. Um, you know, it's really all about condition, and that's what sets price these days. So, that I think the whole grading is good. You know, the, the system, what they got. So, the higher the grade, obviously, the better condition, and that that warrants the price for the card. So, um, you know, I wouldn't send a card that I think wouldn't get a good grade in, or you know, just by looking at it. I'd be. I can kind of tell if there's. Um, they look at mainly the corners, the the surface, how clean it is, uh, the damage. Um, if you look at a Beckett card, it actually has the what they look for, and they grade those four points. Um, with PSA, it's a little bit less, um, a little bit less like that. So there's a graded card for you, dark black. Always not sure if you can see it very well. There's the camera. So that Mint nine, if it was a ten, like this card right now is worth that two thousand five hundred to three thousand. But yeah. if it was a ten, it's probably worth more, like five or six thousand. So even with the grade drops between tens and nines, you can see like there's a there's there's a huge difference in price for that. Um, with with grading, you know. A lot of people grade the vintage stuff because they're the ones that are rare and scarce, and they tend to be the most valuable. But then you might get a, a really good card from a box like this. It's it's really all chance. If I open up this box right now and I pull a really good chaseable Charizard, and I grade it, it could be just you know a thousand dollar card or a two thousand dollar card. So I think grading's fun. Grading's good. Uh, it's gonna cost you a little bit. Um, there's different levels of service for grading. So if you're getting like the lower end of the service, you might pay like $25 per card uh, to send in to get graded. Um, if you're new to grading, there's so many people that do help with it. Um, I actually had a video on my channel that I interviewed my middleman, the guy that I send my cards to, and I asked him all the questions. I don't know if that um, that helps. If anyone wants to check that out, that's, that's fine too. But um, he's really helpful. He's knowledgeable. I think when you go to people that you can trust and you know what they're talking about. So um, they can really help you out. And Pokemon, the community is just like very similar to this, how everyone's like, you know, very close and uh, they talk a lot and they share ideas, they share stuff. So, you know, uh, on the Facebook groups, you see, you know, people posting a picture of their card and say, hey, what do you think this would get as a grade if I send it in? Um, Cause you know, obviously a low grade, if they plan to resell, it. It just kind of defeats the purpose. So everyone's chasing those 10s and the 9s um, yeah. as a, a grade goal. So
0: Yeah. Um, so for you as more so a collector but us as flippers, if we were to look into making money on these cards, would you recommend we look for raw cards and got them graded or just
1: buy the graded cards already ready to go? uh there's a lot of money you can make by finding raw cards and getting them graded but you got to find the only problem with that or the harder thing with that is to know your conditions and know like how good how good of that that raw card is you know and some people would say this is really good condition and it's not really um huge potential with that but if you open up your packs or you, you buy your own products and you open up the packs and then you look at them and you want to get it graded, that, that's another option. But with pack opening, it's all chance and all luck. So you don't know if you're going to get something good or not. If you don't get anything good, then it's like this box here. I keep showing it, but I paid $100 for it. It's about $200 now. If the cards in here are worth less than $200, then it's like I, lost, I lose money on it in a way. Um, yeah. But if you're buying cards that are graded, like the card that I just showed you, I bought that already graded, and um, that was like last year, one hundred and thirty dollars. And like I said, I hold stuff; I don't really um, sell it. But that card now is worth two thousand five hundred to three thousand. So I only paid a hundred, like one hundred thirty dollars for it last year. So, but the thing is, if you're buying these cards now, this like if you're buying that card, specific card now at th- that price, you might wait a little while longer for it to grow. Because, like we said, with the caps, like with the the prices, I don't think they're going to drop. I don't think the, the the price of that will drop, but I don't know how much further it's going to go. You know, it, it's probably going to hold still for a little while. Um, yeah, because yeah, gone crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, so when you gra- when you do get them graded, you just send a whole heap together. It's just uh, usually it
1: yeah. postage wise, yeah. I would do that. Um, but I, I wouldn't just send any cart, Like I would strategically look at the, each card and make sure that I think this will get a 10 or I think this will get a nine. Yeah. Um, even some of the my best cards, I'd be like, I'm not even going to send that because I don't think it will get a good grade, you know. It, even if there's yeah. a slight damage, it could affect the grade. Um, but, yeah, there's so much money you can make by grading your own cards and plenty of people do videos on that as well. Uh, considering, you know, if if I bought this card raw, that specific card, uh, I might've paid $80 and then I have to send it overseas to get graded. And I guess that's another issue with Australia, you know, because the grading companies are all in America, most of them. So, um, there's all that, what if you lose it or insurance and all that stuff? That's, that's why I send it to a middleman and a lot of people do so in Australia.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's. I sort of ask because me being not educated and experienced like yourself, but looking into the market, I've looked at options and I've actually been picking up the uh, the old yellow cheek pikachus. I've been oh uh, I've been sniping them, kind of. Mm. So I've got a strategy with cards, any collectibles, anything like that. And what I do, I get on late at night and just look for the options that are ending soon, maybe yeah. misspelled, poorly listed. I'm sure you do the same thing, and yeah, I snipe sure. the options. So this is a card that I've been focusing on just because of the popularity of him, and mm-hmm. it's not so much a huge in- investment as a beginner and as a rookie, and I've been doing that because when I send over the NBA cards, I'm going to send these plus a few others over as well. So yeah. that's sort of why I asked the question because I've noticed that card I've been able to pick up fairly cheap, mm. and the graded ones that are getting the nines, eight nines, and 10s, uh, yeah. Three times yeah. the amount. So, yeah. and for the sake of what it'll cost to send it over, it, it just seems like a good investment. So that's... Uh, it is, yeah. Smart move,
1: yeah. man. How are the cards looking? Like, in good condition? Like
0: uh, uh, Some are okay. I've, I'm have i up to about 10 now. And um, there's cool. a couple, that, yeah, like you mentioned, and I probably would have sent them anyway. But yeah. after you've mentioned, you know, with a little bit of damage and stuff, look, I won't, some of them I might not send now and I'll just keep loading up and uh, maybe send him in the new year but there's there's a lot of people in the chat saying that they're interested in the the grading and stuff um and you mentioned there you did speak to your middle man because well yeah. drew said he uses a guy it might be the same guy um zach has dropped your link so if you are interested dj does have a video on it uh toby did as well and he said we need two more subs to get to 800. <laughs> let's get dj to 800 go over and give him a sub uh... And if you are looking into this stuff, make sure to educate yourself. Watch this man's content because, um, look, we're only going to squeeze in an hour's worth of stuff. This guy has videos and videos and videos. And if you really want to learn this stuff, there's so much money to invest in here. There's so much money to be made. And uh, really? he breaks it down and uh, he's going to tell you how to do it. So I really strongly suggest if you do want to get into it, um, here we go. Look, I'm getting to 800. <laughs> we'll get to 800 and I don't know it. Um, For your card in a group bulk sub every month. Uh,
1: I think he's referring to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Some people that say
1: if you put a lot of cards together, then you could possibly get a better grade because if all the cards get 10, 10, 10, then the the graders, because they're people as well, they they got eyes as well. So they just go, oh, that's a 10, that's a 10. Um, So yeah, I mean, I use a middleman. He sends a 1,000 cards over and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. yeah. I actually got a card back recently. It's not Pokemon, but it's Dragon Ball Super, another collectible that I'm into, but also is rising up. Um, This one, I'm not sure if you're a Dragon Ball Super fan or a Dragon Ball Z fan. Um, This card's the most expensive card for Dragon Ball Super. It's uh, Awakened Power Goku um very nice artwork and stuff like that but i just got got it back late yesterday got a 10 and uh as a 10 there's two on ebay right now for like seven thousand dollars wow. yeah Man. right now but um uh, the sold listings are about four four thousand dollars but that card i only got it for no one here <laughs> i don't want to even say the price maybe like yeah uh, it didn't cost me much at all but.
0: Yeah, that's unreal. And I'm glad you actually brought that up with another card because something I wanted to ask, if you do focus on other card markets and are you seeing any similar trends in markets like the Dragon Ball Z, some that I can think of as like Digimon and stuff like that, um, can you see similar trends in those markets starting to look like they could reach the potential or close to the potential of the Pokemon card market. Something for maybe us to look into for the future.
1: Yeah. Um, I also did another video on that too, <laughs> with because <laughs> I, yeah, I love them both. I love Dragon Ball Super and Pokemon. And I'm just like, oh, what's the differences between the two? So I've made a video on that. But um, honestly speaking, I don't really, but that's not going to stop me from buying Super or anything like that. I think you know, a lot of the whole flipping thing and buying and selling is finding cards that are undervalued or, you know, that don't have much value. Like, they're really undervalued and then you can, has so much potential. Uh, I think there's potential for, in Super and Digimon, Digimon's coming up really soon and I reckon they'll come up really fast. But I don't see them reaching levels of Pokemon, not for a long time. Um, but I think any market like that, I think, people will still want it. Um, people grew up with Super. That's that's the whole nostalgia thing as well, very similar. Uh, the connections people have with these collectibles, that's why people buy them. But uh, I think Pokemon's just in another league, to be honest. Like they were, and, and that's not even being biased. Currently I like Super cards more than Pokemon in a, in a sense, just with um, what I'm buying. But uh, Pokemon's just too good. Like, they got everything covered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and With the cards, especially the modern ones, and like that Dragon Ball Z one you showed, the art- artwork on some of them is phenomenal. I've got, um, yeah. got a few of the more recent ones, and I personally, I think the artwork looks way better than the old stuff, even though yeah. you look at the old stuff and you go, shit, yeah, that's what I had when I was a kid. But um, mm. you look at the new stuff and the artwork's amazing. Does the illustrations on them actually have somewhat of an effect to the value? Or is it still just purely the Pokemon that's on the actual card? I mean, if you got a very basic Pokemon that everyone hates, one that, say, Retarda. Everyone used to hate Retarda, didn't they? Um, yep. If you had a card with him but it was super fantastic artwork, would the price increase a bit on that?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, so all the hard, hard,
0: hard, hard, hard work hard. and... Uh, <laughs> no, I know, sorry. <laughs> sorry.
1: sorry, I did that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look... I think artwork's great. You know, a lot of people chase cards for artwork. I bought cards just for artwork, but there were artwork of characters that I liked and stuff. So, you know, if you're a tough fan or, you know, if you liked him, then yeah, of course you're going to buy that because it's good artwork. But I personally wouldn't. And I, I don't know. I try to uh, think like a collector. And the collectors are the ones buying these things from the flippers and the investors and all that. So, uh, understanding that, uh, as a collector is just like, well, there's no interest in it, so there's no point buying it. And then if no one's going to buy it, then the price is not going to go up. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Drew saying, cherry pick the best two dozen cards to send in. If I hit ten on a couple, it pays for a lot. Just a yeah. super long wait time. Yeah. Ooh. What's? I know. I know. this Well, last I heard, it could be like six months. What's the uh, yeah.
1: wait time roughly at the moment? Do you know? It is still about six months. They are really chockers at PSA and Beckett. And some people are going into other companies like um, CGC. And they also have a grading company in Australia as well, CGA. But they're nowhere near. Like it, I could send cards there. They, they charge cheaper. They return the cards quicker. But it's harder for me to sell if I was to sell it because people are like, that's not PSA. That's not Beckett. That's not reputable, you know um the wait time can work to an advantage I, I would say a little bit because you could send a card in today that's worth a hundred dollars by the time it comes back in six months time it could be worth five hundred dollars that's the only upside but you know time is money as well so i mean if you're working on other things it's great as a side hustle it's just you know you got something in the in the oven cooking baking so, yeah yeah
0: Absolutely, uh, Braden's in. Pokemon will never die. Pikachu won't ever do his ACL. <laughs> but yeah, Braden does does do uh, some videos on the soccer investing and soccer cards, which is really interesting because I know nothing about soccer, but okay. I, uh, I watched his video and it was uh, it was good. Had a bit
1: of an unboxing I've, there. Just with sports in general, Yu Gi Oh coming up too. Yes, yes. Um, with sport, uh, I th- I think you can apply a lot of the same principles. I mean, n- not I'm more into Pokemon and Super, but I do NBA and stuff, so I can kind of see the trends there. With you know the star players that rise in value, or like uh, with Kobe, for example, after he passed away, obviously um, everything that he like had just skyrocketed in price. Like his cards, his merchandise, all the all the shoes and stuff. Um, but like, you know, with new players, like you said, there's always that risk with tearing the ACL and all that stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, I got a friend who has a David Beckham card. He's wanting to sell as well. Rookie David Beckham, really expensive. But yeah, maybe I should get in touch with your your guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Brayden, uh, he loves the soccer. So, yeah.
1: um,
0: what I'm going to do now, I'm actually going to I'm going to test your because We're at the 53 minute mark already, and. Mate, we could talk for hours on this, but um, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, nearly, we're nearly at the hour already. So I'm actually going to put you to the test. Us as resellers, we love checking comps, which is checking mm-hmm. sold prices on eBay to see what things are worth and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I'm actually, normally when I get my reseller guests on, I uh, will give them a bit of a quick fire, but I want to put you to the test on eBay and mm-hmm. see if you can get the prices that some of these cards have sold for. So, okay. I know now, don't get me wrong, I know there's many different cards that have sold, so the prices can vary. So um, yeah. we don't expect a uh, 100% answer, but we'll give it a go. So yeah. up first, we've got, we got a – can you see that all right? We've got four yeah. cards there. We've got PSA 10, Dragonite, Pikachu, Mewtwo and Electabuzz. What do you reckon mm. they went for?
1: I'm going to say 4K, 4,000.
0: Ah. Five grand, five mm. grand for four cards. That just it blows me away. All right, a card we were speaking about before, but this one, yeah, Pikachu Shadowless. I can't even say that myself. It's been graded a nine.
1: Hmm, these cards change every single day. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say seven thousand.
0: Well, you're pretty good,
1: five grand.
0: Uh, yeah, pretty close. I, I would guess that. I would have said a couple hundred bucks. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's a difference between educated and experienced to someone that knows knows very little. Um, Even the
1: experience, get it wrong, like you said. <laughs> and uh,
0: the, with this one, when they say
1: shadowless, do you want to explain mm-hmm. what that actually means? So on the border as you can see where Pikachu's tail is, uh, on an unlimited card, it would have a bit of a shadow there on the, the side, a black shadow on that border, but this one doesn't have it. And uh, it's also first edition. So the first edition is, um, there is first edition and there's also just shadowless. So this one's first edition shadowless. And if you take out that that number one on the side, on the corner of that border, it would just be a shadowless Pikachu, but it's also first edition, so. It's it's more pricier. Yeah. Handy to know.
0: Right. Now we got. Whoop. we got a Nido Queen. A, Nido no, King? Got a nine. Nido King? Got a nine. I can't even see that now. Looks PSA like an eight, eight. for me. They said two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say maybe like 250, some of like that.
0: 200. Yeah. It's got an 87. Yeah. It was a PSA eight eighty seven dollars.
1: Yeah. I wasn't expecting that much.
0: <laughs> it a uh, it's crazy some of these prices. Right, we got here CD promo. Japanese edition.
1: Um, yeah they only made these ones in Japanese I'm pretty sure this Venusaur CD promo no great on authentic hmm tough one. I'm gonna say
0: Ten thousand. Ten
1: thousand. Wow. We. Uh, what do we got? Am I wrong? Ah, yeah, way off. Did that come up? I think yeah, I thought it. bucks. Twenty Yeah, I got confused with the grade, the authentic. There was no signature on it, so. Uh, I must be thinking of a different one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know there is a Venusaur like that, very similar. Yeah.
0: my box well, has way. Off. <laughs> so many different ones, and. Uh... When yeah, look at these stuff too. It's uh, right.
1: I'm not a guy as well, so
0: um, it's <laughs> go, yeah. We've got a dactyl and it's got a six,
1: and it's a hollow, yeah, I'd say very similar to the probably like $50,
0: and very close, <laughs> very 40, bloody close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just proving this man knows his stuff. We're gonna go to the last one here. We've got a Sealed pack from nineteen ninety nine base set, factory sealed. Ask- blastoise. What do you reckon that sold for?
1: Can I ask when did this sell?
0: Um, you can, but I'd have to show you what it sold for when I do it.
1: <laughs> if I get in it's recently. If it's recently.
0: Sixth to the eleventh. Sixth of, of November. Sixth so
1: of November. All right, I'm gonna guess a thousand dollars. Pretty mm. bloody
0: close. Pretty bloody close. Yeah. And uh, that, that just goes to show if you are looking to get into this game and you want to start investing in Pokemon cards or flipping Pokemon cards, make sure you follow this man and just <laughs> take in the uh, knowledge, do your own research too, get on, check out sold comps and see what the market's doing. Um, is that is that something that you do do consistently as an investor, as a collector, do you have to consistently look at eBay markets?
1: You do. Uh, A lot of people price their stuff on sold listings. So uh, if I look at someone trying to sell something, I'll compare that to a sold listing and be like, that's nowhere near that or very similar. Uh, And that's kind of where you benchmark the stuff with Pokemon or with collectibles. They do have other sites, but a lot of people use sold listings and American Troll and Toad and TCG Player. There's so many... Sites, but eBay is very, very common for to benchmark your price against someone else's. Yeah. Um, So,
0: out of all the cards there are around the world, it doesn't have to be the ones you own. But what Mm. are your top five favorite cards in the Pokemon world?
1: That I don't own. Well, I'm gonna say, are we talking value and stuff or? No, your favorite, just your favorite,
0: my favorite. cards. Five favorite cards, whether it be right. value, whether it be artwork. What are the top five that you, the top five that DJ loves? All right, that I like.
1: Okay, I'm going to say a Neo Genesis Lugia. Uh, really tough. Mm. This is actually a harder question than, you know, everything else you've asked. <laughs> uh, I'd probably say the Pikachu Illustrator card simply because that's the most expensive card in the world. And I would just sell that and then I'd buy everything. Um, so, yeah, I'd get that. Um, I'll get a Charizard first edition of some sort. It's not my favorite card, but same value thing and money-wise. Yeah. Um, I'd go a Primeape just because Primeape is my favorite Pokemon. one. Uh, any Primeape card is fine. Tentacruel is also one of my favorite Pokemon. one. I like Tentacruel for some reason from the show, TV. Yeah. How many cards is that? Four?
0: Uh, what have we got? Yeah, four. Give us one more.
1: One, one more. One more. One more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to say <laughs> a Blastoise. Any Blastoise. Give me any blaster, that's fine.
0: Beautiful, I love it. Uh, I think there's a bit going on in the chat here. There's, Zach's asking, "Are base set Pokemon cards worth grading from the '90s?"
1: Yes, if they're in good condition, uh, even some um, some cards that you like. That card that you just showed before had a, a grade of six, and it sold for eight, forty-eight dollars. It cost twenty bucks to grade that card, so. He's making a profit of 25 bucks, 28 dollars. But if you got a lot of them, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty dollars. Yeah. So yep. Yep, it's done. worth it. Yeah. It is worth it. Absolutely.
0: Uh, hold everything. Hold
1: everything. <laughs> yeah. Hold
0: everything. That's the uh, investor. That's my management. mentality, you gotta hold it. Um we're at the hour. So what I wanna know for people that are getting into the game, but more so to think back on your life is doing this if you could go back and tell your past self how to do this what's the one bit of advice you'd tell yourself uh
1: if i have the money just buy it <laughs> uh, there's so many things i didn't buy it because i had the money but i just i'm like no nah, i'll buy that later and uh missed out can't buy this stuff anymore they're yeah. too expensive <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that's the uh that's the uh, tricky part um and one last question just for anyone that is looking for a safe option because a lot of us without the experience and the knowledge and i mean you've obviously got to educate yourself before you start doing something like this you need very good knowledge and it's the same if you're trying to do nba you're trying to do afl you're trying to do soccer cards there's no point in trying to do it without knowing the game without knowing the players without knowing yep. the market um you're sort of trying to get in there in the sort of cheaper side of things and you want to start to experience it a bit and get the feel for it, what would you recommend kind of trying to purchase? You know, under the $50 mark where you can maybe make yourself a $20 to $50 profit, what's probably, what's the best angle that you'd attack it at for anyone that's new?
1: Hmm. So $50 is the budget. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, just roughly, just cheap. So, because I know a lot... A lot of the investors, like yourself, you're probably you're quite happy to buy a $200 card when you know in six months you're going to get $400 for it. So, mm. Some people without experience and knowledge probably don't want to spend that sort of money there, might even struggle to spend 20 bucks on a card because they don't actually mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Um, so they want to spend as minimal as they can just to see what they can do. They just want to get involved and they want to have a bit of a feel and start, as they're building their knowledge, what's the best sort of angle you'd go at and what sort of card? Uh,
1: the easiest thing to invest in right now would be anything modern and sealed. So uh, they, and keep it sealed, like don't open it in, in that sense. So, uh, and they tend to rise value fairly well, a little bit low risk, but uh, the, the ones that are on trend are about, the booster boxes and they're like $150. So if you don't have that much, um, what I would do personally, I would probably just save up every week until I can get something like that. Uh, if you're buying, you know, something like $20 or $50, chances are, you're not, you're buying more of a collection piece than an investment or a resale kind of piece. So, uh, I mean, you could buy a $5 pack, that's fine, but there's all chance if you might not get anything out of that $5 pack in regards to card values, or you could pull like the, the best card in the set and, you know, that's a $1,000 card. So um, opening the packs, there's a lot of people that argue keep it sealed and, or, you know, open it. So uh, for a person on a budget, for the latest set, Vivid Voltage, there is a box. It's a $40 box that's probably the best investment you can make even better than some of the other pricier stuff in that set. Simply because there's a card in there, there's a chance that um, is very valuable. So something like that uh, is a good idea to invest in. It's $40. That's probably the cheapest thing I could really think of. Um, I mean, if you, if you put it back to, you know, back in the 90s, if you bought one of those packs that you just showed, that was like $5 back in the day, $3 back in the day. It's nearly a thousand dollars now uh i guess you could just buy one or two packs like that in this day and age and hold on to it and wait uh a lot of people don't think that's the same effects going to happen for that pack uh, compared to the other pack because everyone's buying everyone's investing back in the day no one was investing so those the supply for that's really low that other pack that you just showed and the packs now Chances are, in twenty years' time, there's going to be a lot of people that still have this stuff. So, um, yeah. it's not going to be the same. But yeah, that, that's what I would suggest. You know, something sealed, keep it sealed. It's cheap. Yeah, yeah. If if you get educated, like you said, you know, follow people. They they usually tell you what to get. You can cheat.
0: So we've cracked well over the hour. Um, there's so much we so much more I want to ask, but there's just not enough time for it. Um. And I like to keep these at the hour. So what I'm going to encourage everybody to do, and anyone that's watching this stream back when you've come along, DJ's channel is in the description. Uh, If you want to get into... Investing, flipping, collecting Pokemon cards—there's a lot of money there, and we all love making money. So make sure you get over, give him some love, hit that sub button, and uh, give him a follow because this man knows what he's talking about, and he proved that when we did the uh, sold comps. So um, if you want to get That's into cool. it, see, there's this is only an hour, an hour chat with a bit of Q and A, but. He does regular Q&As, regular giveaways. I think nearly every milestone you've hit, you've gave away something, which is amazing. So if you're over there, you can actually get some of these cards. Um, For nothing, just go over to his channel. and uh, (laughs) My boy, Zach, he has dropped your channel there. So, look, mate, it's been a pleasure. I've got one last question. This is something I ask every guest. And anyone that knows me knows I love a good brown lemonade. And what I mean by that is a... uh, very best, VB. Do you like VB? No. Oh, come on. I'm not a drinker. <laughs> that I just don't the, That is the Charizard of the alcohol world, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and that puts, uh, out of all my guests, that puts it at uh, two, three, three. Three people that don't like VB. So that's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's all good, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you agreeing to come on and have a chat with me. And I know everyone watching along will really appreciate the knowledge too. So get over, follow this man, educate yourself and learn how to uh, invest in these cards because it's a great market, something that I'm still playing with and I'm going to keep watching your videos. So thanks very thanks. much, DJ. Really appreciate
1: it, mate. Thank you. No worries.
0: So there you have it. That's a chat with DJ uh thanks very much for tuning in i really appreciate it there's been some positive feedback on this podcast so there is going to be some podcast exclusive content i've teed up with a few other resellers and we're going to talk uh talk a little bit of reselling and a few topics on here podcast only not on youtube so i'm really looking forward to that going to continue to put these out next week i will be talking to charlie so really pumped to talk to her and it's, we're just going to keep ticking along so I'd really appreciate it if you have been looking, listening along. And uh, if you're on iTunes, just give us a little review and it actually just helps boost us up the algorithm. So I'd really, really appreciate that. But anyway, okay, I'll see you next week. See you in the next one.